Good day, everybody. Happy Open Championship Week. Uh, before we begin our championship preview, this episode is proudly presented by GolfGuide.net, an outstanding online place to save up to 70% on greens fees at golf courses all across Northern California. And when you do that, use the promo code GGPODCAST and save 10% on all purchases of $25 or more. Once again, that's promo code GGPODCAST to save 10% on purchases of $25 or more. Guys, we're at Carnoustie this week. I mean, not physically, but I mean, you know, in our headspace, we are at Carnoustie, one of the Open Championship's greatest venues and likely the greatest venue not named St. Andrews. So let's get into it, everybody. Hello, everybody. Man, I, you know, guys, this is one of the most glorious weeks of the year. I mean, it is, you know, I, I, I just can't even put into words, really, how excited I am for this weekend's golf tournament. Carnoustie is, uh, as I said in the, uh, you know, the, the intro to the show, uh, other than St. Andrews, my absolute favorite open championship venue. Um, it is one of the handful of venues that I have actually had the pleasure of playing personally, so I can speak off personal experience when I say that Carnoustie is just the best. Um, an incredible golf course that has you know, proven to provide us with outstanding champions and incredibly entertaining golf tournaments in the past. And, uh, you know, every year, and you heard me this year when I say Augusta, best week of the year, and, uh, you know, I, I stand by that comment. Um, I, I think the week, everything that is included within the Masters does make it certainly one of the most wonderful weeks of the year. But, you know, this this might be the best golf tournament of the year. I, I still like the Masters more because of the whole, you know, the pageantry and the, and the dogwoods and the azaleas that surround everything. But as far as the Open goes, this is just raw, exceptional golf. And, uh, you know, I, I think Alan Shipnuck, uh, who... I quote on this podcast all the time, probably my favorite of all the uh, excellent uh, golf writers out there. And, you know, some someone uh, recently asked him, you know, I think it's the best week of the year. What's yours? And uh, his reply was almost in lockstep with me, but he was just able to put it into words so much better than I can. So I'll just read straight from Alan here. He says, the Masters is more glamorous, the U.S. Open a more exacting test, but the Open Championship is the most freewheeling fun we get all year. The golf is raw. An elemental, the course, especially this week, is wild and untamed, the weather unpredictable and often defining. Add it all up and nothing tests the players' shot-making, creativity, and critical thinking like the Open. Boom. He said it perfectly there. And really, the Open, you know, while the U.S. Open is, as Tin Cup says, open, where anybody can technically play, the, the Open Championship certainly seems like the people's major, where it's... You know, it, it's that one major where, regardless of skill, you know anybody can win this thing. Zach Johnson winning in 2015. The last time, the last two times they played this thing at Carnoustie, you had Paul Lowry beating Jean Vandevelt in 1999, and you have Padraig Harrington winning in 2007. Um, it's one of those courses where a guy that hits the ball 330 yards off the tee is not going to be a guaranteed winner. It's not going to be a guy that's automatically put at the head of the standings. I mean, I know that as of right now, Dustin Johnson 
is still the odds favorite to win this golf tournament. I believe he is at 12-1 to 1 right now, according to most of the Las Vegas sports books. But there's a little part of me that thinks that, uh, you know, it, you'd be you'd have no better luck betting on Dustin Johnson, the number one player in the world, than you would betting on, you know, what, a dozen to two dozen other guys in the top 50 uh, of the world standings. I mean, it's just going to be an absolutely exceptional golf tournament. I love Lynx golf. I, apparently, I love Lynx golf more than a lot of other uh, professional golfers enjoy Lynx golf. But uh, the one thing that can be sure is when Lynx golf, with the f- ground being so firm, and so fast, and uh, you know, guys normally are hitting seven irons, 180 yards, but just because of how firm the ground is and how much roll they're getting out there, those 180 yard shots are going 220, 225. And so, what that I think that is going to do is it's going to allow a lot of the players who don't hit the ball nearly as far to be able to actually get it up there with the big boys. And you know, I, I don't know exactly how many drivers guys are going to be hitting out there because this 7,400 yard golf course. I mean, with how fast it's playing out there, it's probably playing a lot closer to 63, 6,400 yards. And with that being the case, it also, it opens up the field to a number of different golfers. Uh, again, who I think there's probably a dozen to two dozen guys out there that have a really great chance to win this golf tournament. I know in the last 10 years or so, um, mostly it, it's always been one of the top 25 guys that takes home this championship. And you know what? I think that's fantastic too. As long as the field is open and there's a lot of different guys that can take home the Claret Jug, I think it's fantastic. And if it ends up being one of the best golfers in the world, even better. You know, if this could be a tournament that helps cement someone's legacy and helps put them to the upper pantheon of uh, of golfers, then you know what? This golf tournament is very much going to serve its purpose, and uh, it, it's going to be absolutely exceptional. Now, before we uh, dig into too much detail regarding this year's Open Championship. Uh, let's get a little background on the golf course here. Um, you know, any of you that are around my age, you know, late 20s, early 30s, um, you know, w- one of the most defining golf tournaments of my childhood was watching John Vandeveld try to hit it out of the Barry Burn in 1999, only needing a double bogey on 18 to win the Open Championship and not being able to get it done thus opening the door for Paul Lowry to claim his one and only major championship. But the championship history at Carnoustie goes much further back. In fact, it's got one of the most impressive list of winners of any, you know, pretty much of any venue um, in the open championship rotation. Um, you know, the, the golf course itself, you know, it is, it's said that it's been around since the early 16th century, um, but you know, back in the mid 1800s, obviously Alan Robertson, with the assistance of Old Tom Morris, originally constructed Carnoustie to make it a 10-hole golf course, and then a couple years later, turning it into a 18-hole uh, track, as you know, Tom Morris established that as the standard uh, across the UK. And then finally, it became the course that it is today, when none other than James Braid, uh, one of the most underrated and fantastic golf course architects in history, um, you know, responsible for the courses at Glen Eagles. Uh, I believe he's at Sunningdale as well, but uh, James Barrett, just absolutely fantastic. And he is the one that turned Carnoustie into the unbelievable challenging test that it is today. And the, let's see, Carnoustie has hosted the open championship one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in its history. Uh, it did have a little gap. Uh, there was no championships there between 1975 and then the tournament that I'd mentioned in 1999. However, the list of winners going backwards is as follows. Padraig Harrington, 20, uh, 2007. 
Paul Lowry, like I mentioned, 1999, he is the dud of the group, obviously. Tom Watson, 1975. Gary Player in 1968. Ben Hogan in route to his infamous season of 1953. Uh, afterwards, which, you know, the sixth hole, uh, you know, then became known as Hogan's Alley. And then you have Henry Cotton in 1937. And the inaugural Open Championship at Carnoustie was won by none other than Mr. Tommy Armour himself in 1931. So uh, Carnoustie's championship history is, you know, again, probably only behind St. Andrews in terms of, uh, you know, the open rotation. It's probably right there on the same level as the Muirfields and the Hoy Lakes and everything else like that. So uh, it, it is going to be just an incredible, incredible weekend of golf. I am beyond stoked. I, I just, I cannot wait. Uh, it, it, the conditions out there are going to be wild. Now, as, as I mentioned a little bit before, because the golf course is so firm, it is going to be playing much shorter uh, than the scorecard suggests with its 7,400 plus yards. Um, again, I think this is a great thing because it's going to bring a lot more players into contention that may otherwise be hampered or not be able to, you know, keep up with the Joneses in terms of distance uh, for a course of this length. You know, Tiger Woods came out with a, uh, a quote uh, in an interview that he did, I believe on Monday or Tuesday of this week, where he said, you know, it's crazy out here because uh, the fairways are probably faster than the greens, which as an American, you hear that and you're like, well, that's ass backwards. That seems crazy. But, you know, in Lynx golf, it's a little wild because, you know, obviously the fairways are so firm and, you know, roll is so much a part of the game. But by and large, on Lynx golf courses, the greens actually tend to be quite a bit slower um, than you're gonna, they're going to find on their American counterparts. You know, it, it's kind of a weird sort of, you know, Freaky Friday backwards kind of thing where as Americans, most of our golf courses you find, you know, longer fairways that aren't going to roll out, but then the greens are nice and fast. Exact opposite on most Lynx golf courses uh, where the, the greens are going to be a little bit slower. And a lot of that is because a lot of the slopes on the greens out in the UK are so gnarly and so wild that if you had green speeds approaching what they find in America with those types of greens, it would literally be impossible. I mean, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they're allowed to have so much wild character in those greens because they're a little bit slower, and that's what allows golfers to be able to manage themselves and be able to navigate them at least somewhat successfully. So I think a lot of those guys that went out and played in the Scottish Open last weekend, they have allowed themselves to basically kind of get used to this process, getting used to a little bit of slower greens, getting used to actually having to land the golf ball, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 yards short of where they eventually want the golf ball to land. You know, it's it's a completely different style of golf that uh, is very, very different from, you know, what pros typically play on um, in the United States. And it's going to be, well, I, again, in that same uh, article that I noted before from Alan Shipnuck, in his weekly Ask Allen column where he did the special Open Championship edition for this weekend, um, you know, he said a lot more pros than you would think, at least PGA Tour pros than you think, do not like Lynx golf. They, they like having a 7-iron that's going to go exactly 183 yards and stop on the dot. And to have them all of a sudden thrown into a golf tournament where, you know, not only are the conditions going to make it a little more challenging, but, hey, you're going to hit that, you know, club you normally hit 183 yeah maybe it'll go 183 but then it's going to hop and depending on the angle of the ground or the slope of the ground that thing is going to kick left it's going to kick right it might kick forward 30 yards it might it just who knows and it it's that unpredictability 
that Lynx Golf presents that really frustrates the hell out of a lot of players. And so guys that are much more comfortable playing Lynx Golf, and again, guys who went out and played the Scottish Open last weekend, I think they are certainly going to have an upper hand uh, compared to a lot of the guys that played in the John Deere Classic last weekend who are still you know, mentally uh, kind of used to American-style golf. Now, the one thing about Lynx Golf is it's a type of golf that really favors guys that are able to hit all kinds of different golf shots, draws, fades, knockdowns. You know, If you can hit every shot in the book, you have got a tremendous advantage at a course like Carnoustie. And you might be saying, Kyle, well, doesn't everybody who hits every kind of golf shot you know, usually have an advantage every week? Not necessarily. On the PGA Tour, the bomb and get, you know, the, the drive and gouge approach is much more successful um, than guys, you know, like Zach Johnson who work the ball left and right. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like it, it, you know, the guys like the Dustin Johnson's, the Justin Thomas's, the guys who are going to go out there, bomb the ball 300 and, you know, 10, 320 yards and try to have wedges in, uh, from, you know, somewhat cushy lies. That's just, just not going to fly, uh, this weekend at the open. So I, again, that, that's what leads me to believe that the door is really going to be open for just a ton of different guys to be able to compete this weekend. And, you know, it's it seems a little cache, but I guess I'll just jump right into it. And that I was thinking this when I woke up, you know, I, again, I, I'm broadcasting from, you know, the lovely metropolis of Seoul, South Korea right now. And so when I woke up on Tuesday morning, which would have been kind of like Monday afternoon, uh, Monday morning back in the West Coast, um, I kind of woke up and I just had this feeling. I had this feeling that Tiger was going to do it this weekend. I, I was like, you know, his iron game is so strong. I believe he's third in strokes gained on approach shots. His iron play has been absolutely exceptional. The you know Tiger with the driver this year has been, I mean, let's just be honest with you. He's been below average off the tee with his driver. But as I mentioned, with the golf course playing as short as it is and him seemingly have just a mastery of that stinger that he's been hitting, um, I, I do not think Tiger is going to be challenged uh, in terms of the distance on this golf course, I think he's going to be able to get to every spot that he needs to get to out on the golf course without bringing the driver out very often. And with that being the case, if Tiger can just continue to you know boast that strong iron game that he's been showing all year, and if he can just get that putter going a little bit, I think he has got a damn good chance uh, to win this thing this weekend. Um, now, since I woke up the other morning and thought that, you know, reality started to settle in a little bit where it's like, oh, man, well, I mean, I guess he hasn't really shown me a whole lot this season where maybe I should really be feeling that confident. But instinctually, I got a, a, a feeling of Tiger Woods confidence that I have not felt all season long. Um, you know, in my heart, I want Tiger to win every weekend. But this was the first time that I woke up and thought to myself, you know, I think this guy's got a chance. I think this guy actually may do it this weekend. And you know, the, the odds are certainly, I mean, the odds makers in Las Vegas are certainly saying that is not uh, not going to be the case. Although he is still slated, I think, at 25 to 1, according to uh, uh, Jeff Sherman, who, you know, runs the uh, golf sports book at the Las Vegas Westgate. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, the list of guys at the top of the odds are absolutely fascinating. And Let's just go through them here real quick, and I can just give you my quick take on uh, what I think some of these guys might do. Dustin Johnson, twelve to one. You know, fine. You know, I mean, he's the number one player in the world. If he's on, you know, he's on. I I don't think DJ is going to win this tournament. Um, the next guy, Justin Rose. 
I love Rosie. I it's always tough for me to pick against Justin Rose. He is fantastic. He's a wonderful striker of the golf ball. Um at 14 to 1, that is actually a pretty nice that's a pretty nice bet to put down. He hits all the different shots that you need somebody to hit to be successful at a golf course like this. Uh Ricky Fowler at 16 to 1. You know, is this Ricky's turn? I mean, you got to say if if you <laughs> Carnoustie would be a hell of a spot to win your first major championship. And Ricky Fowler is a lovely and wonderful enough guy where uh, I, I hope this is the week for him. Uh, he's not necessarily the guy I would pick as my favorite to go, uh, which would go to Royal McElroy at 18-1. to 1. You know, once Rory can actually show me that he knows how to use his putter, I might believe a little bit. This could be the weekend. Who knows? But then you get to the couple guys that I'm starting to really, really like coming into this thing. Tommy Fleetwood at 18-1. to 1. Tom owns the course record at Carnoustie. He has shot a 63 at Carnoustie. The last round of a major championship, he shot a 63 as well. I mean, Tommy Fleetwood is an excellent candidate uh, to, to win this thing this weekend. He hits all the golf shots that one needs to in order to thrive at a Lynx golf course. Tommy, I like your style, brother. I, I really, really like what you're doing. Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1. I mean, this guy is the defending open champion. If Jordan Spieth... Like everybody else, I mean, all right, I apologize in advance. I'm I'm, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm going off. I keep on saying, hey, if this guy's putter's working, that is the case for every guy in this golf tournament, all right? These guys are all the best golfers in the world. They know how to hit a seven iron. They know how to hit a knockdown shot, you know, knockdown four, three iron off the tee. Whoever has the hottest putter this weekend uh, is likely going to be either winning this thing or finishing near the top of the leaderboard. The other factors are, can you navigate the elements? It's supposed to rain a little bit on Friday, which unfortunately is actually probably going to make this thing easier. With a little bit of rain on Friday, it's going to soften up the golf course and it's going to allow these guys to get a little bit more dialed in in terms of not having to worry about the bounce and the roll and so much. So let's hope that a little bit of wind comes along with that uh, on Friday as well. Because again, the guys who putt the best and navigate the challenging conditions uh, are going to be the ones that you know prove triumphant uh, in this golf tournament. So Jordan Spieth and Tommy Fleetwood, Fleetwood at eighteen to one, and Jordan Spieth at twenty to one, love it. Love both of those bets. If you got if you got some dollar bills you want to throw on this golf tournament, I invite you to do it on those two guys right there. Uh, a couple other names from the top of the betting board. Um, you know, U.S. Open champion Brooks Kepka at twenty to one, John Rahm at twenty to one, Justin Thomas at uh, 25 to one and of course your boy tiger woods at 25 to one as well uh the rest of the guys rounding out the uh the book at 25 to one include sergio garcia alex norin francesco molinari and henrik stenson um honestly man like i could see any one of those guys uh listed at 25 to one winning this golf tournament um the one that i think maybe you know i I'd like the least out of that group is probably Justin Thomas, which is crazy to say, but Tiger's got the iron play. Sergio, you never can count him out, man. I mean, the guy, he's such a flush ball striker, and that is going to be of such importance to this tournament that you got to think he has a chance. Alex Noren has certainly been playing exceptional golf lately. Francesco Molinari has just been lighting the PGA Tour on fire uh, the, the last month or so. So he's coming to this golf tournament playing exceptional golf. And Henrik Stenson is is an open champion as well. So I, I love all of those guys' chances. The only other ones that I'm thinking is 
who traditionally plays uh, really good on Lynx golf courses, on fast golf courses. And the name that jumps out to me is your boy Mark Leishman. I mean, Mark Leishman at the golf tournament at Trinity Forest early in the year, which is probably the PGA Tour's only Lynxy-like setup. Uh, you know, up until Aaron Wise just basically just de- decimated everybody. Uh, Mark Leishman, you know, he's very, very comfortable on Lynx golf courses. He was obviously in that playoff with Zach Johnson and, and Jordan Spieth in 2015 at St. Andrews. Uh, he was raised in Australia on the sand belt where Lynx golf is the norm. Uh, Mark Leishman has an excellent chance uh, to do very, very well this weekend. I love, love Leishman's chances. I also see Paul Casey at 30 to 1. Uh, I have no idea what to expect out of Jason Day. Uh, he's listed at 30 to 1, as well as Patrick Reed. Both those guys could certainly get in the mix as well. I mean, that that's what's so great about this golf tournament. I, I have an educated guess on who I like, but holy shit, man, any of these guys can win this golf tournament, and that is what is going to make it so much fun to watch. I mean, it's just going to be... It's just going to be the best. I, I I cannot wait. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Now, a couple other questions that people had uh, for this thing coming up. Uh, the question is: Will this week mark Tiger Woods' twelfth official? Oh, this will mark Tiger Woods' twelfth official start of the season. His most in four years. Is his Carnoustie game ready? Yes, I I think it is pretty good. Again, all Tiger's got to do is master that stinger. If he can hit those two iron stingers, you know, with how fast that place is. That two iron is going to come off that club face. It's going to travel about 225 to 235 yards in the air. And that thing is going to roll 50 yards. I mean, that guy, if he wants to, he can just flush that thing 285, 290 down the fairway every single hole. If he can do that, I goddamn, I like his chances. Uh, I, I think he can definitely contend. It should be a very, very exciting week for Tiger Woods. Uh, next question. Uh, this is the eighth time an Open has headed to Carnoustie, which Wood said is probably the most difficult one we play in the whole rotation. What is the key to winning? Um, you know, honestly, don't go in the burn. <laughs> Just don't don't pull a Vandevelt and hit your goddamn t- your shot in the burn on 18. You stay out of that nasty, nasty thing, and I think everything else is pretty, you know, you can navigate the rest of the course pretty easily, assuming you're hitting the ball well. So just... Just stay out of the big trouble out on Carnoustie, and I think that's what those guys are going to be doing okay. Um, you know, but if, if you... And the last question that I'll answer before we put a wrap on this thing to so let you guys get ready for this golf tournament. Who am I picking to win? <sighs> as much as I wanted to pick Tiger, now that I have a little bit more time to kind of grasp and uh, and put everything together... I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood, and I'm picking him to win at 17 under par. Tommy Fleetwood at 17 under. Shit, let's hope it happens. But you know what? If Tiger Woods wins, I'm going to be happy to be wrong. And on that note, enough of me rambling, everybody. Enjoy the hell out of this weekend's golf tournament. I'm so excited to be watching. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, So until then, enjoy, everybody. Enjoy.